Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. Is Taiwan part of China? There is no simple answer to this question, but it is an argument that is having major international consequences. China claims that Taiwan has always been part of Chinese territory, but is this actually true? You can find the full episode transcript over on the Thinking in English blog for free. Sign up to my Patreon if you'd like to support the podcast and receive extra content. Go over to my Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, as well, and leave a like, rating, review wherever you are listening right now. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list will be available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Repercussion. Repercussion. The effect that an action, event, or decision had on something, especially a bad effect, as in, the decrease in tourism has had serious repercussions for the local economy. To inhabit, to inhabit, to live in a place, as in those islands are inhabited only by birds. Indigenous, indigenous, used to refer to the people who originally lived in a place, rather than people who moved there from somewhere else. For example, the indigenous people of Australia were discriminated against by the white settlers. Expedition, expedition, an organized journey for a particular purpose. For example, hundreds of people have died on expeditions in the Himalayas. Dynasty, dynasty. A series of rulers or leaders who are all from the same family, or a period when a country is ruled by them, such as the Mughal dynasty ruled over India for centuries. Nationalist, nationalist, wanting your country to be politically independent. For instance, in Asia. Communists and nationalists battled for control in a number of countries. To retake, to retake, to take something such as a place or position into your possession, often by force, after losing possession of it. For a, for example, the military tried to retake power in 1999. To recognize. To recognize, to accept that something is legal, true, or important, as in Taiwan is only recognized by thirteen countries. On the sixth of May, twenty twenty-one, over a year ago, I released an episode titled "Is Taiwan the Most Dangerous Place in the World." The episode was a response to an article in the Economist magazine a few weeks earlier, 
which used those words to describe the island. They argued Taiwan was the most dangerous place on earth. What did I say in the episode? Well, in my conclusion, I stated that, on the one hand, Taiwan would always be at risk of violence and aggression from China. But, on the other hand, Taiwan is a successful democracy which handled the pandemic better than most countries and has a very low crime rate. So, overall, I said it probably wasn't the most dangerous place in the world. That was over a year ago. And things might have changed a little in the past few weeks. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, stopped in Taiwan during her trip to Asia. To say the response from China has been angry would be an understatement. Before the visit, China issued threats. Chinese citizens discussed the possibility of an invasion on the country's social media. Chinese diplomats even openly mentioned re-education and concentration camps on the island once China was in control. China warned Taiwan and the world that there would be repercussions if Pelosi made her visit. Well, Pelosi did not back down. China launched cyber attacks against Taiwanese companies and government departments. They flew drones over some islands off the coast of Taiwan. Military jets entered Taiwan's territory. China conducted its largest ever live-fire military drills around the island and missiles exploded in Taiwanese waters. At the same time, China cancelled imports of Taiwanese goods, including fruit, and threatened sanctions on Taiwanese companies. They also announced that they would stop cooperating with the USA on key issues, including the environment. But why? Why is Taiwan so controversial? My episode last year discussed Taiwan but I didn't really touch on the history of the island and its relationship with China. So that is what I want to look at today. I want to look at the history of Taiwan. And hopefully, by the end of the episode, you should have a clearer understanding of what the conflict in Taiwan is all about. Taiwan is a modern democratic, self-governing island located around 160 kilometers off the coast of China. But it hasn't always been a democratic and self-governing island. To understand the dispute between China and Taiwan, we need to look at the history of the island. And this is something most articles and news reports don't really do. Most journalists concentrate on Taiwan's history since 1949, but people have actually lived on the island for thousands of years. Before the 1600s, Taiwan was mainly inhabited by the indigenous Austronesian people. The island was, of course, self-governing, but there was no central government or leader. Each tribe or community controlled their own affairs. An interesting fact about Taiwan's indigenous population is that some of you listening will be able to trace your history back to Taiwan. 
thousands of years ago, some of the Austronesian people of the island began migrating away. They spread across Asia and Oceania, and today the descendants of Taiwan's indigenous people can be found from Madagascar to Indonesia to Hawaii and the Pacific Islands. While the island has been known to China for around 2,000 years, it would be wrong to say that China controlled Taiwan. In the year 239, a Chinese emperor sent 10,000 people to explore the island, and another similar expedition was sent in the year 605. During this expedition, the Chinese brought a few Taiwanese aboriginals back to the mainland. 600 years later, when China was ruled by the Mongols, the Penghu Islands, which are part of modern Taiwan, were taken over by China. In 1430, another Chinese explorer landed on Taiwan and began trading with the indigenous people. But were there actually any Chinese people living in Taiwan? Well, yes, there were. It's hard to know exact numbers, but there were a few settlements of ethnically Chinese fishermen and farmers. But they were outnumbered by the indigenous peoples, and their lives were far from secure. Taiwan's indigenous people resisted the Chinese settlers and regularly raided and killed the foreigners. There was no common government, laws or rules for all of the people of Taiwan. And another interesting point that is often missed by the Chinese government is that while there were Chinese settlements on Taiwan before 1600, there were also Japanese settlements as well. Japanese pirates and fishermen also used the island, like their Chinese counterparts. In 1517, a Portuguese ship passed by the island and gave it the name Ila Formosa, or the Beautiful Island. 100 years later, Dutch sailors landed on the Ponghu Islands. China convinced the Dutch to leave uh, by offering them some land on Taiwan. So remember that at this time, China controlled the Penghu Islands, but not Taiwan directly. The Spanish arrived in Taiwan in 1626 and took control of much of the north of the island, and they also forced the Japanese settlers to leave. In 1642, the Dutch and the Aboriginal people of Taiwan worked together to kick out the Spanish settlers. They also stopped a rebellion of uh, Chinese settlers, and they took control of the entire island for the first time. Taiwan was now a Dutch colony, the first time it had ever really had a national leadership. In the 1660s, China was experiencing a political crisis. The Ming dynasty was being replaced by the Qing dynasty. And for those of you who don't know, the Qing dynasty was established by Manchu people from Manchuria. They were not Han Chinese. While they had taken control of Beijing, there was still resistance to the new government in the south of China. Zhang Chenggong, a half-Japanese, half-Chinese pirate, led a resistance campaign against the Qing dynasty. Once his efforts failed, 
he took his Chinese supporters across the sea to Taiwan, attacked the Dutch bases, and established a Ming-style Chinese government on the island in 1662. After his death in 1683, the Qing forces invaded Taiwan, and the island officially became part of China. For the next 200 years, Taiwan was ruled as part of Fujian province in China. But in 1894, China and Japan fought a war, a war over Korea. China lost, and in the peace treaty, Japan was given Taiwan and the Penghu Islands. Taiwan was now considered part of Japan by most of the world's countries, apart from China, obviously, which still considered Taiwan as part of its territory. Actually, an interesting fact is that once the leaders in Taiwan found out that they were now Japanese, they declared independence, and they called their new country the Republic of Taiwan. While this country only lasted for 10 days, just 10 days, it was actually the first republic in Asia. Japan ruled Taiwan until the end of the Second World War. With Japan defeated, the American and British leaders gave control of Taiwan to Chiang Kai-shek, the leader of the nationalist China. On the 25th of October 1945, Taiwan officially became part of the Republic of China. However, the story doesn't end there. China was undergoing a civil war. The communist forces led by Mao Zedong were at war with Chiang Kai-shek's nationalist government. In 1949, the communists beat the nationalist government and Mao founded the People's Republic of China. Chiang Kai-shek fled to Taiwan with his government, army and supporters. About 1.5 million Chinese people moved to Taiwan in 1949. So there were now two Chinas. The mainland People's Republic of China, which was now controlled by the communists. And the Nationalist Republic of China, which was based on the island of Taiwan. Both China and Taiwan, or both the People's Republic and the Republic, claim to be the one true China. And that's basically where we are now, kind of. Taiwan's official name is still the Republic of China. However, Taiwan has developed and changed politically in significant ways. They are now a democracy with a powerful economy. And in the 1990s, they stopped claiming that, China, that they should control all of China. So now you know the history of Taiwan. Is it part of China? Or perhaps a better question is what is Taiwan? Taiwan has its own government. It is a democracy, probably the best or the strongest democracy in Asia. Its only rival really is Japan. It has its own armed forces, its own economy, and its own relationships with countries around the world. They participate in sporting events like the Olympics, under the name Chinese Taipei, and Taiwan is completely self-governing. The People's Republic of China has no political control over Taiwan. From 1949 onwards, 
Chiang Kai-shek maintained that the Republic of China was the real China. They were just going to regroup on Taiwan and retake the mainland as soon as possible. In fact, China's seat at the United Nations was given to the Republic of China, so Taiwan, instead of the People's Republic of China. Most Western countries only recognized the existence of one China, and that was the one based in Taiwan. But things changed in the 1970s. It was clear that the Republic of China was never going to take back mainland from the communists. And China's massive population was basically unrepresented in the UN. So in 1971, the People's Republic of China was recognized by the UN as the official China. Taiwan and the Republic of China was forced out and left in a strange position. Today, only around 13 countries recognize Taiwan as being an independent country. And Taiwan is excluded from many international organizations. But at the same time, they are not part of China politically or economically. And increasingly, the culture of Taiwan is vastly different from China too. If you visit Taiwan, you will notice that, apart from the language and some of the food, Taiwanese people are quite different from Chinese people. So Taiwan is stuck. It has everything required to be an independent country. But it's not officially recognized as an independent country. China claims Taiwan as part of its territory and they are committed to taking control of the island at some point in the future. It might sound a little surprising considering the situation right now, but Taiwan and China have not always had such bad relations. From the 1980s, investment, trade and visits between the, two, uh, between the countries increased. China offered Taiwan the same deal that Britain had agreed for Hong Kong. One country, two systems. In simple terms, China said to Taiwan that if uh, Taiwan agreed to become part of China, again, they would be allowed to keep their own political and economic system. Taiwan rejected this offer, this offer but the relationship between the two countries didn't stop. However, in the year 2000, Chen Shui-bian from the pro-independence Democratic Progressive Party was elected as president of Taiwan. This shocked the government in mainland China. A pro-independence party now controlled Taiwan. China quickly passed a law which stated that they would use non-peaceful means to take Taiwan if they ever tried to declare independence. And this is why Taiwan is stuck. They are basically independent, but they cannot declare independence. If they do, China will invade. The world is also committed to supporting the one China principle. The idea that there's only one China. Which means that countries can either recognize China or Taiwan as being a country, not both. And of course, most countries choose to recognize the People's Republic of China because that's the biggest and most important country in the global economy. 
However, while the US and Western countries don't officially recognize Taiwan, they do supply weapons and trade with the country. In fact, the US is committed to defend Taiwan if China invades. And Taiwan is one of the most vital countries to the global economy. Taiwanese companies make over 60% of the world's semiconductors, which are used in every single electronic device on the planet. So the next time you pick up your smartphone, use your laptop, or whatever device you're listening to me on, it's probably got Taiwanese semiconductors inside. In 2016, the current Taiwanese president, Tsai Ing-wen, was elected. And since her election, Taiwan has become increasingly distant from China. Taiwan was recognized for its successful response to COVID. It has a high place in international freedom and democracy rankings. And it's the first Asian country to legalize gay marriage. At the same time, China has become increasingly aggressive against Tsai's government. If a company or a country doesn't list Taiwan as part of China in official documents, China will stop them from doing business. China has a lot of power and a lot of influence. And they strongly believe Taiwan should be part of China. And over the past few years, they have suggested that they will use force to take Taiwan back if necessary. And making the situation for China even more complicated is the fact that most people in Taiwan now consider themselves to be Taiwanese, not Chinese. So here is today's final thought. Today, I wanted to help you all understand the history behind China and Taiwan relations. There are hundreds of articles out there talking about the current tensions. But to really understand why there is such a big dispute over the island, we need to look at the history. China considers Taiwan to be part of their territory. Yet, when we look at, mainland, uh, when we look at history, mainland China has only controlled the island for around 200 years, out of the thousands of years people have lived on Taiwan. And now, there are over 20 million Taiwanese citizens. With the, with the vast majority wanting nothing to do with the People's Republic and who feel Taiwanese rather than Chinese. So, after listening to what I've had to say today, what do you think? Is Taiwan part of China? Or should Taiwan be allowed to become an independent country? Let me know on the comments on the blog, the comments on Spotify, or send me a message on Instagram. If you haven't followed me on Instagram already, please do. Thinking in English podcast. I post uh, video content, uh, image content over there, which is exclusive to Instagram. Also, look at my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Um, I do have a Twitter account, but I don't use it that often. I think it's Think English Pod. Um, but the most important thing you can do is subscribe to my Patreon account. Patreon is a site where support, where fans or listeners of podcasts can support their favorite creators. And if you love listening to Thinking in English, please consider supporting me with a small amount of money each month. And in return, you will get access 
to some excellent benefits. For $5 a month, you'll get to join the Thinking in English Discord community, where we will be hosting weekly, probably twice weekly conversation clubs, which will be perfect time zones for people in Asia and Europe. And I think uh, if you're okay for having classes in the morning, it'll be great for people in South America as well. I'll also be holding other, other events over on the Discord. Just this last Saturday, I did a meetup with a few of, uh, few of you guys on the Discord server, just a casual conversation. So that's what you get for $5 a month. Also, for $5 a month, you get unedited interview clips from when I do interviews with different guests. For $10 a month, you'll get bonus episodes at least three, probably four times a month. I've already recorded five, which are already scheduled to be uploaded for the next few weeks. And if you're a massive fan of thinking in English, why not sign up and do the $40 tier where you'll get one class a month with me. But thank you to everyone who's listening. Go to Instagram, go to Patreon, go to Twitter if you like, share with your friends and have a great evening.